Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 243. I'm Kalen. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Adam. Oh, no, I fucked up. <laughs> I'm Brent Wingate. There's two of them? This There's two week of them. on Homo Superior, Miss Marvel is on its penultimate episode. And spoilers, it's an absolute bangle. <laughs> this week's newsflash is definitely breaking my bussy as we get into our first look of, at Namor in Wakanda Forever. Uh, some old friends are coming to a new Disney Plus show. Spider-Man is getting an old school polish and Sabretooth is becoming a new school teacher. Plus, we have the issues. And as sometimes a plug me daddy, uh, let's start with some gentle housekeeping. Caitlin, mm. uh, do you want to gently <laughs> housekeep? Yeah. I don't think I can be that gentle. Use that feather duster. Lightly. <laughs> lightly, lightly. Okay. So we just recently saw Thor Lord, uh, Love and Thunder uh, and we will be releasing uh, that podcast on Tuesday, July Unless 12th. you pay us one million dollars. <laughs> no, you can still pay us yeah. and we'll still release it on July 12th. But more importantly, it's happy birthday to our one and only Adam Kasari. Adam, Adam how does it feel to be 47 finally? Horrible. You must have experienced this 10 years ago. How was it for you? <laughs> Adam, Ryan and I, I wrote great, a little though. birthday song for you. Oh. We uh, it never gets old. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wanda. Uh, it was it's truly terrible. All right, let's let's uh, hold on. Oh, uh, uh, I got a little birthday gift for Adam. Uh, what you can't see is a faggot bag that says happy birthday all over it. Yeah, it's a it's a very bright neon bag. And inside The thing I like about it is There's that a card too. You could not repurpose that bag for like any other holiday, any other gift. It is just happy birthday. That's why I bring my wine in. Uh, It is Ed Pisker's Red Room, the anti-social network. I have not heard of this. Kaylin, what is it? So Ed Pisker was the guy who did uh, X-Men. The um, what was that? X-Men series that we read that like was like recapped the Claremont issues. Oh, uh, it was oh. like heavy metal. Yes, 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 yes yeah. I know what you're talking about. What the fuck was it? Something, grand, something design. Grand, design. grand Design. Grand Design. Got a How did I know that? I don't you know. Guys are learn- He's, He's learning. He's becoming sentient. I know. So yeah, uh, he did a horror he did a horror comic uh, and that's like since it's your favorite genre. Oh, I love it. No, I'm looking at this cover. It looks horrifying. Uh, I want more of it. Crypto. Oh, Jesus Christ. Cryptocurrency. I'm in. I... Let's see what, oh, uh-oh, shiver, oh, Junji Ito, oh my god, I love this, Nine of Junji Ito's best short stories. That book is backwards, right? Well, not it's for m- people that wow. it's manga. usually read manga. Yeah, okay, I think <laughs> it's you colonizer. I- inappropriate. <laughs> Amazing, and then I will open this card later so we can keep the party going, but thank you, Kayla, or thanks everybody. Oh my I god. Know. I got a plant, too. You can thank me. The plant wasn't delivered on the podcast, but I am swimming in birthday gifts. And honestly, it really, really made my day. Thank you guys so much. It was really nice. We all took bets before you showed up about how long it would take you to kill the plant. Uh, uh, what? Oh, what? Uh, wait, let me try to put what I think. We it's said dying already. Actually. I bet. I bet you the plant will live longer than the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that bet. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, no. Happy it. birthday. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Let's get uh, to See You Next TV. Uh, who wants to do See You Next TV? Is it Adam? That's me. Let's have him do it. It's his birthday. And for your, in case you forgot, See You Next TV is our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of MCU Disney Plus TV shows. While we sometimes digest entire seasons as extra issues, which we will do. For Ms. Marvel. Sometimes. Maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> we I don't know. We know folks can't wait to talk about weekly spoilers and reveals, so let's get down with Miss Marvel, episode five. 
time and again. Kamala travels to the past to learn her history through the eyes of Aisha. Pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would say that's what happened. All right. I think structurally. A lot happened, and that's what I wanted to open up yeah. to all of you. What were your favorite moments? What, no, I just, can I just talk broadly in? about yeah. structurally how weird the episode is? That you've got this fight with uh, Rajma and the clandestine, and they've, they've finally opened the veil, which is the portal to their world, right? Rajma closes it, gives some powers somehow to her son, Karun, is that right? Kamran. 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 Um, and then the episode's like, well, I don't know where to go now, so let's just hang out with Kamran and Bruno. It didn't seem like what I would have expected for a finale or a, a penultimate episode. Yeah. There wasn't building tension to the next episode. It suddenly switched gears to something else. Yeah. Especially opening with the backstory, which I love the backstory, but yeah, it was a little bit disjointed in terms of how they structured it. Killen, I know you loved this episode. What'd you think? No, um, you can finish your point. That was it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did really love this episode. I do think that it's not, the show is not following uh, a regular kind of narrative for a superhero origin story, and I'm okay with that because, as I've said many times on this podcast about the series, the superhero stuff is just okay. The family stuff, the cultural stuff is fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. And, like, I still cannot get over that this a Marvel show, an MCU show on Disney+, Plus, is focusing this much on the accurate history of what happened with India and Pakistan after the Raj. And I'm like, like, the way that they capture the emotions of partition is absolutely, it's just, it's absolutely stunning. Um, and then the actor who played um, Aisha's uh, husband, mm-hmm. uh, Kamala's great-grandfather, yes, I believe. Yes. Yeah. He's actually a very famous like actor. Like and like when he was announced, everyone's like wondering when he was gonna show up. So mm. and he's super, super again, adding to the very many handsome South Asian uh actors that they have on the show. It's a hot so fucking cast. It's a hot fucking cast. And it's just like all the emotions are just so right yeah. that I can forgive almost everything else about the show, including like they just kind of did away with the villain. Like pretty <laughs> was very good. Very, very quickly. It. But like, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that's why I think, because I was watching it uh, and it turned into the credits. And I, because it was the, I agree with you that the Bruno Kamran stuff was a very weird way to just slight the episode because it started playing the credits and like, it's just such a beautiful fucking credit sequence as they usually are for the TV shows. And like the music is always so interesting and wonderful. And I'm just like, I look up and go, oh, the episode's over. Cause I was like, I thought there'd be a little bit more. Cause I, but I love that. And I actually enjoy that I don't know what's gonna happen in the next episode. And I, that they didn't make this like, cause they had been fighting for quite some time, like this kind of back and forth. We gotta chase her down. We gotta do this. So I, that wasn't really the interesting part. And I'm almost glad that they kind of cleared a little bit of that off the board. So it's not this like build up to, like I think of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, that show was really ruined by the focus or goal to have this like giant, big action Final sequence for the last the episode. So if like the last episode deals with just all the relationships and connections and wraps that all up, I would be in love. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to see her in, in the Marvels with uh, <gasps> Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. Wait, why the- are you shocked? Yeah, so- oh, no. I just... You're I so just from. Hey, no, but, such a good surprise. She's in it? What? That was such a no, good but to, to please fans, yeah, they're now calling it the Mr. Marvels. <laughs> Uh, it, during Thor, uh, Miss Marvel was actually in the opening credits. Oh, that's yeah. so good. I call, yes. I call, okay, okay. Yes. Speaking yeah, of the opening credits of this episode, the fact that they made it look like a 1940s like like Toad. Indian so film. Cute. So good. Uh, I, God, it was like it just brought 
so many emotions to me. And what this episode reminded me a lot of was Dark, the German show mm. on Netflix. Like the kind of, again, the generational trauma. Yes. Yes. It's like you have a character that goes back to the past and then deals with their ancestors and is uh, there like there for a reason and is there to save her grandmother. Right. Uh, you know, from being lost, you know, on the train trip to like to, to go to Karachi, yep. I'm assuming. Uh, I mean, like, God, it was just God, all that so stuff good. is so, so, so fucking. I think good. it's gonna play even better when you're if you're binge watching them all the way through rather totally. than waiting week to week. Probably, yeah. Probably the only thing. I mean, I'm happy that they're like, yeah, we don't have to make this storyline the most major part of Miss Marvel's story. Um, but maybe if they made the connection that Rajma had with the rest of the clandestine a little bit stronger earlier on, so that her panic seem more justified when she totally. like like that she didn't really make an, a villain turn. <laughs> Raja really wanted to get that fucking world. Seriously. She's like, out of my way. <laughs> well, she was exiled oh, and I'm God. kind of curious why they were exiled yeah. and what uh, the great grandmother was also exiled for if we're supposed to believe she's like good. I do hope that yeah. they there are a, there's lingering stuff for the clandestine that I hope most of the episode will even if two of them are now dead essentially it's that there will be some level of like filling in that but because i agree because that was the the minute they revealed that and their history it was sort of like ooh, i want to know more about that and then we got to that sort of like as much as i didn't want a cataclysmic big finale i definitely want a good finish to the superhero clandestine type stuff but the like the fucking mom and the grandma showing up just they're <laughs> just such a beautiful fucking family. They're so fun. I love them so she much. She didn't know about um, phone tracking. GPS. That yeah. was such a great. Wait, like, wait. It's like, like spy, like parent spyware. Why, Why am I am just I finding just out about this? Oh my god! I can hear my mom saying so that actually. Good. Uh, I also love that. Like we had talked about this, I think last week or the week before, about you know, like when your child or relative or friend is a superhero and you don't know their like their secret. And once, like, she found out about it, I, I'm glad that, like, that secret's out. So, like, we can have yes. the story just deal with that now versus that kind of, like, Peter Parker, Aunt May stuff. Not in the MCU, yeah. but, like, in the comics and, in you know, the other movies uh, pre um, whoever was playing oh, Spider-Man and, right uh, now. And that Miss Marvel's mom is like, well, how did you get the, how did you do the light stuff? How did you get this photo? And there's this long pause, and the grandmother's like, I don't know. Let's just move on. Let's not, <laughs> let's not think about it too I, much. I also love that like uh, the mom was like first concerned about superhero stuff, and then she was like, What who's that boy? Yeah. yeah. And like immediately, immediately, immediately went to that. I was like, it, wait a minute. The tone is like very consistent. It's it's obviously from the perspective of just like, yeah, like these are serious stakes, but we're also having fun. But it's a different, I feel like it's a different type of comedy than like a spider-man like it's just like a really good youthful show i love it it's, it's such a fun show it makes no sense there's so many people resistant to watching this and it makes absolutely no sense it's we know some of the people just want a very stereotypical sort of superhero story mm -hmm. so i'm hoping it's that but it it feels like such a gem that people should be watching and i hope once the Marvels comes out that like people go back to this at least because right. it needs to get the attention that it, this is already one of my favorite Disney plus. It's, it's my, it's my ever. favorite. Even if they don't completely stick the landing, I just think yeah. the, the emotional stuff like I, and it's for me, it's personal uh, being South Asian, but like it, it, um, I, I can't think of a, even WandaVision, which is, you know, absolutely well, stellar. Like, isn't, I, I like this more than that. Most MCU content can never, like they can't get that emotion out of things. Like there's very few pieces. Like we all love the action parts. We love the like 
adventure and the, there obviously is emotion somewhat wrapped World in building, it yeah but yeah but i'm like i'm not sitting there bawling my fucking eyes out because black widow threw herself down the thing it's like i'm just like oh yeah this yeah, is real these are real people these are because you have no heart it's <laughs> it, the, the sheer fact that they basically created a whole fucking backstory that is so different than the comics but still made that character move on mm-hmm. is so amazing. This is a well-written TV show that happens to be in the Marvel universe and everyone should fucking watch it. It just, it's infuriating that people aren't watching. I it, wouldn't honestly. have, to your point, I would not have guessed that this was a TV version of who this character is. You'd assume it's so meticulously plotted and thought out yeah. that it would be part of like a 12 issue launch series or something for the for character. Sure. For sure. Uh, I was just going to say, um, I hope you're right about like when the Marvels does come out, Ryan, that like, you know, people kind of go back to it. But remember, like when Captain Marvel came out, there was a lot of hate towards yeah. Brie Larson and the character and the Marvels is going to yeah. be her. It's going to be Kamala and it's going to be Monica Rambeau, you know, another woman of color. I know. And so they it's like, like it's going to be like a oh, triple threat, like, you know, shit on by like the fucking like toxic fanboys. She, and she will be the comedic relief, though, in that film, which will be much much needed sort of yeah. Spider-Man-esque type of character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she'll I think be like she'll the young get ingenue. some acclaim for that. Oh, hopefully. yeah. No, no, no. For, Fingers crossed because it's much needed. She's a great... I fucking love so her as good. an actress. She plays she's the character so well. Fan. And she's like... She's a fan. The actress yes, is an actual fan. Her. I love that so much. It's a news flash. All right, folks. All right, listeners. Dry off your seats because they're about to get wet. Take your dicks out. Get go online. <laughs> look up Namor. More like Abslantis, am I right? And Atuma, you will not be disappointed. Whip Namor's dick out. We, we've out. Got, <laughs> yeah, we've gotten our first look at Namor uh, from the upcoming Wakanda Forever film, the follow up to Black Panther. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, I think it looks great. I'm turned on. Yeah. He looks, they already look like they've captured the right attitude for mm-hmm. this character. Yes. Um, it, and, and also the right angle in which they <laughs> shot. Yes. Him, yeah. Which should, is uh, abs up. I think the technical term is cock high. <laughs> you know, I want to have imperious sex with him. I yeah. do. Yeah, I do wish yeah. his, I wish his left leg was pushed back and his right leg was pushed. So forward. you want to see that dick. Too. Yeah. You want to okay. see that D. Look, I'm not saying it. You're just in fear. So while we can always thirst after this stuff, we also got to look at Atuma. Yeah. What do we know about this character? Uh, so he's just like a, he was kind of a mid-level like Atlantean villain. Like he fought Namor a bunch of times. He, there was like an, uh, a, remember a crossover series in the late 80s called Atlantis Attacks? Yeah. Like Tumo was like one of the, the main antagonists so of this, it. So this is why people are kind of shocked that he's playing such a prominent role. But I yeah. think they need someone that's not Namor to actually be the super bad. villain. Yeah. So yeah. he can sort of be the anti-hero around it. But, Cor- correct, yeah. But yeah, so I, I was kind of shocked that he's getting a spotlight like so this. So Atuma, he is completely blue jacked uh, AF and wearing yeah. like a loincloth and I'm somewhere James Cameron's going god damn it <laughs> oh I know he's pissed uh, um, I love the logo designs I'm assuming that's it looks like, so great yeah. uh, Atuma's looks really really cool that's cool as fuck concept art for sure and it's not just because who's of playing the, Atuma do we know I don't know. I don't think they've cast. They announced oh, the yeah. casting. Yeah, because it's just concept art. Well, right? I think Atuma's right. gonna be playing everyone in that universe. If you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. as you a villain. Play me. I hope yeah. so. No, we are also not reckoning that Mbaku is gonna be in this fucking movie. Like it is going to be sex on a stick the entire time we're watching. It. Girl, put your dick back <laughs> in I your can't pants. Help it. 
it's the first time the movie theaters will use a mop to clean. <laughs> Could you imagine a 440X version of this? They just like splooge on Je- you. And Jesus Christ, they're going to be coming out of that fucking water like James Bond. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, the long Barry And James Bond. Yes. <laughs> I, know, I remember the For time, everyone. everyone remembers the I Daniel imagine Craig. a tomb is going to be coming out like he's from Smurf Village. <laughs> well. No. Uh, okay, I'll give it to you. I gave right. you a pity laugh. Uh, looks like Disney Plus's <laughs> upcoming show Echo is set to feature Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, which I spelled Dinofrio, <laughs> as Daredevil and Kingpin, respectively. Or who knows? Maybe the flip rolls. Uh, we also, what a twist. We also might get uh, Kristen Ritter uh, returning as Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, the only blurb we heard was that uh, Kingpin's going to be wearing an eye patch and mm. Daredevil might be looking for... Jessica Jones. Um, how, he do you, is, how do you feel? I think Daredevil also might be in the red and black costume that he has as opposed to just yes. the red. Yeah. Oh. I'm fucking in. Sign me the fuck up. I love Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones. She's I know, so great. I know She's we don't want to like try to really reconnect the people. But I thought, besides Finn Jones, I thought everybody played the role fucking flawlessly. Hey, hey. I want you cry, cry. <laughs> and that will Sorry, go. don't bring the side characters back. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'm glad Jessica Jones will be in this because I said all along, Jessica Jones, the character works really well in the comics because mm. she can react to all the superhero totally. shit. And in the uh, the Netflix shows, there weren't Didn't enough of them. So she was just kind of this, like, She's super strong private eye. She's to other straight men. So it's like, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love for her to see, like, Spider Man or She Hulk at some point going, like, really? These fucking yes. guys? It's yeah, This announcement makes me not happy only for one reason because <gasps> I'm worried that th- they might not show up in She Hulk now. Mm. Him being him being a lawyer and oh, her yeah. being just her, I, I want. So I'm. Maybe the the rights didn't go through at time before they actually were Maybe, filming this. We might get a cameo. Of I that. would love oh. a cameo yeah. so bad in She Hulk. Well, we did hear word about She Hulk that oh. it is supposed to be a batshit insane take on a legal drama. So I so I actually think you're move think, over, Ali McMahon. But I yeah. was, <laughs> I actually Single think that. So I think two things. I think it could be Chris Ritter would maybe hopefully be like a secret. Slide in because they already done yeah. Daredevil and Kingpin, so it's like they're probably gonna be off the board for a I little can while. See them being friends, have the slide in with her, and also bring back Carrie back Carrie Ann Moss. Like, if she's a fucking lawyer to begin with, why wouldn't she be in the show? As at least oh, yeah. she's doing the next Matrix sequel. You dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that with respect to like having all these extra characters in the show, they've these are the ones that have been tested and really actually yes. work for the audiences. Yes, um, I don't know why. Uh, Danny Rand, aka the Immortal Iron Fist, isn't in here. It's so weird, uh, but <laughs> it's. I guess. I mean, he uh, was the unsung hero. He was of great all as the f- fucking Flower Knight or whatever he was in Game of Thrones. He was not even that great. No, either. but I'm like, don't. We don't need Iron Fist in any fucking. I agree. We have Shang Chi now, right? When we first heard about Echo coming out, I think we were slightly worried that the the it might not be that good. So I think they're bringing some of the Putting big guns some. to really make sure this sh- series does well. well so round I'm, it out, yeah. I'd love to see it. I liked Echo. Uh, yeah, it she is, was great. It isn't amazing. It isn't spectacular. It isn't even your friendly neighborhood. But Dan Slott and Mark Bagley, who respectively had the longest tenure as writers and artists on our favorite webhead, are returning for an adjectiveless Spider-Man series. Are you guys impressed that I got to use the word respectively twice in one episode? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I said Bagley, personally. Isn't it is, Bagley? I thought it, it was is. Ba- is it Bagley or Bagley? I don't know. It's regional, Well, you don't eat bagels. You eat <laughs> yeah, but but the L is after the G. It's a I know like you eagle, idiot. Like be- beagle. beagle. <laughs> <laughs> the American language. The American language. The American English language is hard, y'all. Yeah, Darren Slot. 
There's two teams. Uh, Who mean, are these people? What, what do I? What, what are so Dan right. Slott is the current writer of Fantastic Four. He's been writing for Marvel mm-hmm. for a, he had actually a really good run on She-Hulk in the so early 2000s, mid 2000s. My favorite. Mine too, actually. Uh, but he had a very long it tenure. It wasn't my favorite. What about you? <laughs> I don't know. Ryan said that sarcastically. No, I didn't. I meant that. My favorite. <laughs> that's Every that's his tone. That's just how he talks. Everything sounds sarcastic to him. You need to get that fixed, my friend. <laughs> uh, so Dan Slott wrote uh, Spider-Man for a very long time, from like 2009 to like 2018. I want to say 2019, like a very long, uh, very yeah. very long time. And then Mark Bagley, he did Ultimate Spider-Man with Brian Michael Bendis uh, from like the year 2000 to like 2009, 2010. So long ass fucking tenure. And but he also drew Spider-Man in the 90s before that. Um, he's got a very like I think like. Uh, old school superhero style. I think mm-hmm. it's not my favorite, but people really like it. It's got good storytelling. Yeah. And Dan Slot, you know, he's a competent writer. Um, the funny thing is, is like, so this is just a Spider-Man title that has no adjective to it, as you said, Brent. And, and it was known as the Todd McFarlane title in the early '90s because he got so popular when he was drawing Amazing Spider-Man. They gave him his own book to write and draw, and they just called it Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So like, yeah. there's this like kind of interesting sort of uh, I don't know. Um, pedigree of of, mm. of this it's like book uncanny x-men x-men it's like the same thing sure Just any popular title will yeah. have that shit all right well mark your bagley's because this man slot is a dance no slot. i'm not fucking reading this book <laughs> until i find out what spider-man currently did six months ago in the current run of this fucking book or he whatever. had sex with the goblin queen oh yeah he this fuck- week the issue number five came out this week and we didn't read it because we're kind of a little bored of it yeah well i want to know what he did <laughs> And I'm not going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read the CBR we'll, recap. Well, we'll just read it on Marvel Unlimited there three months go. later. All right, let's get into some issues. It's the issues. Oh. We don't have a transition for that, so. Not yet. But that's a pretty good one. I like it's it. It's the issues. It's not that good. The issues is our weekly recap of all things X, along with a few of our favorite Marvel House writers and characters. This week, we have Legion of X number three. Sabretooth number five, and X-Men Unlimited Infinity comic, the world's longest fucking name for a comic, number 35 to 40. Legion of X number three, Cy Spurrier and uh, John Balzadua. The Legionnaires continue to hunt and finally put a stop to the skinjacker who's actually been acting as a thrall for the Iraqi fugitive deity that Zen and Nightcrawler have been hunting. Did I miss an SAT course I should have taken <laughs> for that sentence? <laughs> What the fuck is a thrall? Uh, you've, never, a thrall. you've never heard of thrall? Like enthralled? No, no, yeah, no like, like he's like, like you're right. like you're like basically uh like working for or you're subjected to It's very to. eldritch. Like yeah. there's like thralls are usually a lot in like HP Lovecraft. I've never yeah. fucking heard that word in my life. Yeah, well Ooh. now you're learned Wow. But Brent, now what besides is how stupid you are, what did you think about this issue? Well, wait, wait, I've got another question. <laughs> what is two? As in two hunt. Continue to hunt. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, what do you think of this issue, Brent? I mean, I think it's weird that they... Because the, the story itself is a little bit hard to track who is the villain and who's the problem. Yeah. So I kind of thought Skinjacker was the deity yeah deity um yeah that's fair it's a it's a lot packed in there i always thought it was uh mother righteous who was the deity same, mm, same well, actually it, yeah <laughs> but it still could be right they don't have there's no there's no there's nothing right there's no, it, nothing contradicting Correct. that um it's a lot of concepts all introduced all at once which is sometimes, like, Slice Barrier is a very talented writer, but he just throws the kitchen sink at you, and he's doing and, that right now. And didn't 
so when Doctor Strange appeared, weren't you a little bit like, oh, he's in this? And then they had to explain later, like, that was a trap so we could get Skin Jacker. And I was, <laughs> was like, a lot oh, of thank business. God you explained it because I was confused. I yeah. was oh, super was confused. I, I like that. It was a good bait and switch, it, though. It was helpful that they explained it. And I like this long description that they have of the re- recent issues, so it helps. Because re- <laughs> um, a lot happens in these just couple of issues. And I know you got to cram a lot in right now because you never know when you're going to get canceled in this Well, I think this is like five Knights issues. Of, well, like Knights of Ten, <laughs> this is going to be five issues, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Knights of Ten is, by the way, ending with issue five. What? I liked the uh, infographic Oops, infographic mapping <laughs> of uh, Legion's mind. Yeah, that was great. Uh, cool. I, I hate when things are named things just to sound poetic. And then they actually gave a reasonable explanation. Oh, yeah, this is like an astral plane thing. Mm. To people, it looks like a beach. So they just called it the beach. Yeah. This not, is not metaphorical at all. It's just a beach. I could have used this this info sheet a little bit sooner. sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the um, collective um, sort of narrative that's happening with all the Destiny of X books of like, oh, Professor X is truly a bastard. And yes. like his yes. vision of Krakoa is flawed because we're going to talk about that with Sabretooth a little mm-hmm. bit. But like, you know, reading a lot of the other like Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red. It's like, coming down. It's all yeah. like it's like, oh, and like now he doesn't have Magneto like to like kind of balance stuff with totally. anymore. So he has he's a little untethered uh, and like all that stuff, I hope, is uh, leading up to some kind of crescendo like yeah. after Judgment Day. Or maybe Judgment Day will be part Is of that. It? Who knows? We're seeing the cracks everywhere, which I the sort of like. You really, Koas. you really, uh, yeah, the Krakoa's everywhere. Um, uh, you really see it in Sabretooth. We'll we'll talk about. I I'm actually sad that this is gonna get cut a little bit short because I love the supporting cast. Nightcrawler's not doing much except like kind of hitting on people. Making but like out. no, no, like Zen is hitting on him, like, and yeah, he's hard. like he's like oh okay, I'll make out with you, I guess. But I love Pixie. I love that Juggernaut, even though I'm not a huge fan. I like that he's getting flushed he's out really a little good. bit. Got a lot of story it's, for him. Give me more dust. Give me more. Forget me not or whatever his name is. I Who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I, I want to see more of this cast. Also, what? <laughs> transformation for Banshee is this has he been transformed more than any other character I think so because he, he, he took to do, he took the, the death the, seed well he took the yeah he, he took the took deal it, from you know I mean. from uh, from um, uh, Mother Righteous yeah yeah uh, because Mother Legion, Righteous Mother and uh, he looks like a mixture of a shit ton of other characters yeah. too, doesn't yeah. he it's like a little Dormammu a it's a little or whatever yeah like it's it's a very cool <laughs> what's visual what's fire man no fire brand what's the guy's name Go fire, fire uh, spot fire sunfire sunfire, sunfire. sunfire. oh I said sunfire. You, forgive me for forgetting the, uh, one of the thousands of sunfire blank names that's mother ghost rider <laughs> to you <laughs> poor, yeah. poor banshee give him his own what solo weird, to really well, flush him he, out he decided after his uh, tussle with Moira that he didn't like his face he has so, one. He has we're one, that baby off. one fucking yeah. issue where he was at the Marauders fighting some drug trade in the U- in Ireland, and now he's just constantly being killed, transformed, maimed. And he's also in a lot of the X Men Unlimited stuff right. that we've been reading on Marvel Unlimited. So I, I think going back to the the sins of Charles Xavier, I think it's really smart to set up basically every character to reflect some trait that uh, Xavier lacks. Like, Legion is acting as a different kind of leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we foster rather than imprison? Yeah. Uh, Kane, Kane Marco is, like, humbled now and has to, like, reconcile what, is his, uncle. what does his power mean <laughs> in light of doubt? Yeah. Um, uncle Kane, Uncle Kane. Uncle Kane, Uncle C. 
I, as a person who didn't really read, oh, she was a new X Men. I think like Pixie is killing it. I really, she's oh, Pixie's great. great. Just like because I, I've always seen her as great that outfit. sort of like side, like younger character. They're gonna like feature a little, but like she's really more and more featured. And I think I, I'm impressed. Like she almost reminds me of like a new version of a Jubilee. Magic, type. Well, Jubilee Magic. Like there's some level of just like sh- there's so much more power to her than I thought based on when I've seen and read For about sure. her before. Fun fact about her um, that everyone forgets is she's actually one of the mastermind. She d- is. Daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And they don't talk about that. So I hope oh. we see that at some point because uh, all the master women are there. Masters, <laughs> mistresses, minds, masters, minds. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Sabretooth. Yeah, Sabretooth number five. Victor Laval and Leonard Kirk. Kirko explodes, and the entire pit crew works together. Do you like that? <laughs> Try and stop Sabretooth from escaping. Oh, pit crew. <laughs> Thank you. Dusty and Mystique let Sabretooth get away as the future has bigger plans. What do you guys think of this final issue? Um, I thought it was really good because the fourth issue came out last week, and we had two months uh, between issues three and four. So I reread the entire miniseries and it's really fucking good. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really, it's dealing with, like, I've talked about this before, but like the idea of what incarceration means on Krakoa, what it means in the real world. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, what's seen as sort of minor infractions are, you know, uh, these like very deadly, pun- like there's deadly punishments uh, of being thrown into the pit as a result of it. Uh, but I think Third Eye even said in the fourth issue, <laughs> Third Eye in the fourth issue, uh, that um, that like for some people we go to the pit, but for other people who break these laws get to be on the yeah, Quiet Council. And <laughs> it's like it's so fucking true because like yeah. look at people like Mystique and Destiny, you know, the, or Exodus even mm-hmm. and Mister Sinister. These are these are true villains, and they get to like have power, whereas these people who have these minor infractions are there. Um, I think the inclusion of Destiny and Mystique, speaking of the two, was really good because I am super intrigued about what. They did by letting Creed go. Right. What's coming? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Well, you wouldn't be on board with it either unless they were like, we're going to let him do it because it's necessary for what needs to happen. We wouldn't have cared unless they came in. Correct. Also, the (laughs) inclusion, excuse me, but also the inclusion (laughs) of Nanny. You cut your own self off. I will will shut myself up for a second. I will not finish this point. The, as soon as Nanny and Orphan Maker come Bitch. in, they're the stars. They they are they will make every fucking comic better, and they truly. So, and Toad is a piece of shit. That Orphan Maker that. saying that's the Human Torch to Melter. <laughs> yes. Fucking great. So chronologically, uh huh. Let's go through it. They were they thrown into the pit at the end of Hellions after yes. after Destiny had joined the Council. Any the answer is uh, yes. Uh no. It was oh before. wait, wait, wait. you bef- are correct. Yes, it was yeah. She's just walking around. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that that has to have happened later, because Destiny wasn't alive at the time. Well, when for them to have shown up in the pit when Sabretooth is talking. Yeah, it's a time. It's now more current time scale. Okay. Yeah. When Sabretooth is talking to only Mystique and saying, "Are the rest of the ten? So De- Destiny's not on the council at that point. Mm. Um, but also, it doesn't matter. You know, no, but I, but it is a time. Scale I just worry about Clark. That's also yeah. why the three of them were. That's why like to, the other three weren't involved in the overall thing because I think they were doing all their shit while they were probably getting like jettisoned down there at some point. Did you like the shit that Mole Man was it? Mole Man. This is Mole. Mole was giving to Magma. That's Mole. Like he's, he's uh, Mexican. Just being like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Oh, th- th- what a place of privilege you come from. 
Oh, and yeah. And she's like, uh, 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 and he's like, ah, I'm just getting rid of you. Yeah, I, thanks. I, I can't tell all you pretty boys apart. Yeah. <laughs> he's such the quintessential Morlock. I love, love him. And like all the stuff that he was talking about, like when he was uh, going after Opal, was it? And like uh, Angel got her. It's like, well, I was competing with this pretty boy. Or of course he was going to get her, but I still had to try. I'm oh, like, oh, Grungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what do we think of the future of this? I mean, yeah, wait, wait, in the exiles. sorry, before we get into the future, <gasps> huh? am I crazy to think yes. that Cypher contacted Orcus to try and capture Sabretooth? I don't think that's part of it. I think, I think Cypher always wanted, Doug Ramsey always wanted Sabretooth to, to leave pe- yeah. and like figure out, but like, he's like, I don't, I like this kind of imprisonment is antithetical to like what I believe but you also can't come You're back. You're shitty. Yeah. 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 No, I don't, I don't like of all people, I don't see him ever working with Orcus. Like I don't see any of the Krakoans really doing it, but he, him the least. Well, I think a couple will probably work with them. Maybe like Misty. <laughs> all probably. right. So the, fu- <laughs> so the future, uh, yeah. uh, he's in a chair okay. and has a blanket. <laughs> Sabretooth. Yeah. He's really giving um, Charles Xavier a- FDR vibes. Yeah. <laughs> that right. No, that's what that's exactly what I thought. And like, yeah, they've already announced in that. front of the Council of Wizards. Well, you, and you, he's saying to me my exiles. exiles. <laughs> and you yeah. can see it in the comic, Which like on the next FDR page said. that they're launching in the fall. Well, uh, you, they, the they actually cut out the first few words of that, which says, Come on. Me. <laughs> I mean, it, it does look like a jizz fest. Like, you're just sitting in the middle and just... Classic. Se- I mean, seven you floors. Can see oh, it's, tentacle it's, dicks out, too. It's yeah. Sabretooth and the Bukkake. Get your Got tentacle it. dicks out, out. <laughs> um, what do you... Do you think it's going to involve the people who are hunting him? Are they the exiles? Are they going to go away within the first issue? Like, what is this I would be? hope that those characters are there. Because it's going to be by Victor LaSalle and Leonard Kirk, uh, who are the they creative the team deal. behind this they miniseries. Will. Uh, I, I'm like I'm really really digging it a lot. Like um, I don't know. I kind of wish Victor Saul would take over X Force over Benjamin mm, Percy. I I, know. I think he could make some really interesting points of like what a black ops type team can do to destabilize like other nations. Uh, specifically, like you know, uh, coming at it as like somebody who's um, you know African American yeah. and like uh, like what the they US did has tend done. to lose that over X-Force like it was originally like we're the Black Ops team doing all this and they t- did tend this to show. never have it either yeah <laughs> I just I don't know yeah it's sort of lost its way um, but yeah no I love this miniseries uh, I just wish like issues 3 and 4 were a little bit closer together so I didn't lose have the, the thread but sometimes that happens with miniseries I so did, just rereading it I was so skeptical when they announced this and I was like who gives a fuck of him just jerking off in yeah. some hole um, and it turned out really great. Well, yeah. they're doing, they're getting smart, I think, in the way that the MCU is getting smart, which is like, we have these long-term established characters that people either love or hate. Let's wrap a bunch of other people into their storyline so it becomes an ensemble cast. And this whole era, this whole Krakoan era, just allows you to mix Do all that. these people that you would never. Yeah. Nick, who was, who was saying, when am I going to see Necra and <laughs> Oya really just give each other some pep talks? You know what I mean? No one said that. I can't wait for us all to forget about Sabretooth's throne and then you know dozens of issues later someone comes back to use that fucking thing it's gonna happen to take down Krakoa and it's gonna be me I mean yeah a little, it's a little Chekhov's gun for sure but uh, they're not planning on throwing anybody down the pit anymore yeah so, so it's gotta know. be someone who knows about it that's yeah. what Bane said too but you know <laughs> <laughs> do the voice do it uh, I already did let's wrap up with X-Men Unlimited Infinity comic number 35 through 40 Alex Pacnadel uh, this comic featured, or five comics, featured <gasps> Maggot, 
Emma helps and then sort of hurts Maggot and his stomach babies. What did you guys? And what are they called? <laughs> Tell me what the names so, are. Eeny and Meeny. That's so, cute. so cute. That's you two, actually. Y'all are gonna cosplay as Eeny and Meeny. <laughs> and then we get shoved right back right, in Brent, your stomach. Brent, right, you're Maggot. So Maggot was killed, but Eeny Eeny was outside of his body when that happened. Yeah. And then he was resurrected. So he's got Eeny and Meeny back, but there is this Eeny that is just growing bigger and bigger. Kaiju Eeny. What yes. about Miney and Mo? And Emma Frost is like, well, we gotta kill that. Bug <laughs> now and Maggot's like I don't know I love it I and know. then Eni attacks Krakoa yes. and uh, yes, and uh, his dear friend Hope mm-hmm. decides to kill Eni because Eni's like got enough sentience. Wait, not, not, not Hope. Oh, wait. Um, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine. Laura. Wolverine. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Where can someone fill in the blanks on when Laura and Maggot became such friends? Um, off panel, and it doesn't matter, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly the. Did right it really answer. not happen? There, I, I Mag- never. I've never seen him. So Maggot was featured heavily in the late nineties. Yeah. He joined the the Joe Kelly Carlos Pacheco. X-Men run with Marrow and Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Yep. And then X-23 at, called at that time was introduced in 2000. So uh, they never really super interacted. They didn't. Here's yeah. what I like to believe. That like, you know, when you go to like some random spot, you know, in, across the world, whatever, you're like, oh, I'm in New York. And then you meet a DC gay. And uh-huh. you like have one Become hangout yeah. night, and then when you're back in DC, oh, you don't hang bad. out all the time, yep. but you're forever bonded. Well, you're like, so I got true. that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that makes sense. Eeny, I, I was two just, maggots. <laughs> I was just wondering if I'd like missed a no, thing. No, I th- I think everyone just likes. Also, her. when did Maggot <laughs> die? Was that just like a oh. random off-panel reference too? Or I thought that was prior in the like M Day. Maybe I don't remember. I lost track of Maggot. Yeah, he. I think he died. Maybe he died before him. He wasn't around for a while. I don't think he was in the 198 that was around either. He's, yeah. he's definitely one of those X-Men gremlins where like someone's yeah, like, oh, that's fine. my favorite character because yeah. he's been in all of three Where's issues. Where's Maggot? Where's Stacy X? And oh, no, like, I, rem- I remember yeah. when they introduced... I was reading comics when they introduced Maggot. I remember being like, wow, he's cool. And, and I was like, what? In the same way that when you were reading him in the 90s, being like, I don't really get these powers and I don't know why it's significant. It kind of feels that way now yeah. still. It's still not current. There's psychic bugs that come Did, out of his stomach. It doesn't is, make any What s- is that symbolic of, right, y'all? So, t- so two questions. Uh, Obviously. Is, Magnet- <laughs> is the Magneto training Maggot part of Magnet's, Maggot's story? Uh I think that was part of his origin of like like that Magneto Magneto helping him like kind of like deal with his powers. I do remember him pulling him out. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. then two uh, what did you think of Emma Frost in this? Because she seemed uncharacteristically crazy. <laughs> well, th- she was written that way, but she was right at the end of the day. It did. I, I know you have some sim- symbiotic relationship with this, but like, oh, no, guys, no. it's well, going to destroy the, the fucking my, island. My biggest thing with Emma is See, like, this is why we have a quiet council. Yeah. <laughs> not so quiet anymore, are they? But Emma is usually like kind of like fashions herself to, or styles herself to be like a like a master manipulator yeah. and she got her hands fucking dirty she got into her diamond form tried to stop maggot like i haven't <laughs> seen like to fucking choke him to death i haven't seen like right, get act, out of here, i haven't seen action emma in a very yeah. long time and i do think the uh the writer uh, she's having a bad day yeah it's just like i don't think got her voice completely Correct. right no. it but was so fun but... it was fun it was fun i thought i thought they got laura really well yeah. though laura was great i like to think though that emma is so put together all the time that she just has a bad day <laughs> like that she's like shut up mag shut up mag shut up shut up shut up <laughs> i'm just i just thought it was so funny that you had this stupid like jub jub 
character <laughs> being like it can't say anything but it's like Eat i'm gonna draw d- i'm gonna draw daggers in the ground kill me yeah yeah kill me for love <laughs> oh my god no it, it was a crazy five issues but it's really fast and it's fun i don't think it like i think it's we're realizing that like some people are really using the xfinity xfinity format <laughs> the infinity <laughs> yeah and I think others Everyone should switch to Xfinity. You're just scrolling <laughs> through panels. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't not like it. The only thing that pissed me off is that it's almost at least three, not, not a compliment. Well, at least three of the characters <laughs> said, Oh, four. And then got cut off. Like where you're like, you're like, Oh, for God. And then you like go to do something. Oh yeah. Cause they can't they use that like 17,000 times. And I was like, Stop saying that. Not everyone reacts that way when something weird happens. But I'm glad this ex- like this title exists on Marvel Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Just totally. to have that kind of world Filling building stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where like it, it doesn't have enough like there's not enough for it to fill its own miniseries or regular series, but totally. it's there to like, yes, to your point, fill in the blanks. Well, it's all those in but I just realized this and that's why I was like, I, I wanna read more of it, uh, is that it's all the in between issues you would normally get if these series went on for fucking five hundred issues. And Correct. there was a very popular well, I I wouldn't say very popular, but there was a popular series um, in uh, in X Men Lord that was unlimited, and it was just these random one off stories. That it was it was a, qu- a quarterly book that was really extra long, and I remember I had an issue that had Nightcrawler and uh, Mystique, and it dealt with their relationship, oh, and cool. it had. It was very 90s art, but as a kid, I fucking loved it. Yeah, because you wanted to see them interact. You don't really get those on panel because it doesn't tie into a greater story or something. Correct. Um, Anything else to say about these issues and your issues specifically? No? Yeah, Brett, what's going on with you? I just feel like (laughs) my my Eenie won't get small. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do have a final question. I've got an Eenie. I've got an Eenie, Meenie, Weenie. (laughs) If you you had these things that were living inside you, they would never come out. Ever. I would fucking tell them to stay in. Sorry. Which which orifice would you choose for them to come out of? And you can say, you can't do belly button. Wait, I thought, wait, where do they come out of maggot? His belly. I thought they just came out of wherever. That's not an orifice, though. Yeah, well, now I'm asking you another question. It was at one point, I guess. You got your mouth, you got your nose, your ears, your butt, your dick hole. What size are they? I'd probably just say my butt because it's like poop. It's just like poop. It's like a big poop. Yeah. But wouldn't they smell uh, every not, time they came I'm not, out? I'm not douching tonight. Meanie, come <laughs> on down. There. I had Chipotle. No. Come or on out. Like, I, I I am bottoming tonight. Eenie, get on out of yeah. here. Get, on, get out. Get out. You're like, here. here's $10. Go see a movie. Yeah, I'm a sounding guy. By the, t- by the di- time you're done hooking up, they're like 10 feet tall. Just <laughs> destroying downtown Detroit. <laughs> what a house. So instead of maggot, you'd be faggot. Yeah. Got it. Oh, come on, Caleb. All right. And oh. with that... <laughs> Oh, you know what that sound means. Um, as always, we like to wrap up with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get to quickly highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, or experienced and mm. wanted to share with us and you guys and everyone in between, your little, little homos. Kaylin, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, so I recently saw Marcel the Shell, which she was on. <laughs> it's a new A24 film starring Jenny Slate and Isabella Rossellini doing career best work, um, which I didn't realize this was actually like kind of like a web series at one mm-hmm. point. Um, I, I found out after the fact, but it is it is such a sweet story. And it's just like the voice acting is so good. Mm. It's just so good. And it's just it's very heartfelt and funny. And I don't know. It was just like. It was a very unique movie. Can you tell me what the premise of the movie is? Sure. So uh, Marcel is basically a anthropomorphic shell. Sure. And lives... Okay, no more. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Lives in this house that has been Airbnb'd out. And like the 
the latest tenant is a filmmaker. Like he's a kind of an amateur documentarian. And so discovers Marcel. <laughs> he's an amateur porn star. <laughs> yeah. He's actually really cute. Uh, he discovers uh, Marcel and Marcel's grandmother. Uh, and they're just kind of hang- hanging out. And uh, the grandmother's like a gardener. And she's very sweet. And just has this like very like m- like maternalistic like sort of instinct about basic her. Basic plot. Basic. <laughs> and what I love about it too is like it's just these little things. It's like oh like they like Marcel and his family love watching 60 minutes and they don't even call it. They just call it the show. We just all gather to watch the show. It's like, and like they're obsessed with Leslie Stahl. And it's just, it's like (laughs) the the funniest little thing. And it's just, it's a very, I don't know. It's just a very sweet story. And this was based off a web series or a bunch of videos that were very popular. Yeah. 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 They integrate, they integrate that into the movie actually. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. I want to see it so bad. Yeah. And also see it soon because it's not going to be in theaters for long. So try to support it. And all the copies of it are going to be destroyed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If I, if Emma Frost has anything to say, (laughs) she's one of her bad days, you know? Yeah. Um, I can go. I will, plug a i think it came out a while ago it's a game called what remains of edith finch and it's a fascinating game because it With is a delightfully long name yeah, yeah. well is it a mystery yeah it's mostly it's like first person sort of adventure more narrative storytelling so i don't know if uh particularly listeners i don't think I know y'all have played it but there's like a game called gone home and like it's a, like a new breed of game where it's much more about the storytelling the voice acting the narrative and like having an immersive story experience as opposed to like a real game. Like there isn't a whole lot you truly do besides you're a character that's like returning to her home uh, on that. like on an Island somewhere. And like, you're going through the house, like experiencing memories of all the other characters. And like, so I don't want to spoil too much because it's really about the family lineage and the experiences and like, the both like successes and challenges. You press have. A. <laughs> you press yeah, but B. like I, I, don't, no, I actually don't think so. That's what's funny is I think you would love it because I think it is it's not a game per se. It is like just truly an experience. Sure, you could probably beat it in about two hours. I think I know it's on PlayStation and I'm assuming Xbox. I don't know if it's on Switch, um, but I would check it out. But like it is. <laughs> Just like a really fuck. I just randomly was like, I'll just toss this on. I think I got it through like and a it's PS called Plus. the late and forgot ruination of Edith Piaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what remains of Edith Finch? Uh, the Fitch, modern Prometheus. Finch. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, it's such a, it is a very cool experience. It's like such a really like one of a kind, like, oh wow, they really put so much thought into this and it's That's just fun. hard to, yeah. I'd ha- like it's, it's one of the cool, I'll just bring one of the cool things. Cause like you pretty, you realize pretty quickly the whole plot line is like you searching through the old house and finding really basically like recreations of finding your way into like how your other family members lived. And one of them is actually like told as a comic book art style one because it's a girl who became like a scream queen, but then she became sort of washed up and, or she would like, she wanted to be one. And it like, Tells a scary story. Like, it's just fascinating. And they do so many good jobs of pivoting the different character stories. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, you go through, you're going through this old house and then you have to clean it Marie Kondo style. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to figure out what do you want to keep? What do you want gone? There well, is a game called Movers on the Switch. Yeah, that's, that's right. And yeah, it's yeah. really stressful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that um, seems like a perfect game for you and also the, the worst I hate game. It. I hated it. I hated it <laughs> so <seems> much. <laughs> um, a similar to that, um, my plug is um, not related. Uh, 
Um, it's, <laughs> it also has a long title, though. It's the Real Housewives Ultimate <laughs> Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club. And so oh, God. this adventure into... What is this video game like? <laughs> it feels, it's an immersive experience. You remember how Emma flipped out and you said that's irrational and it's not like her? Imagine every 10 minutes something like that happens in a TV show. It's basically all the housewives that have been kicked off the show... <laughs> are all put in one house for eight days straight. And I would say we're on episode five or six right now, and we've had no less than 35 fights on every episode. It's a a real call to the past of what housewives used Used to to be. be. If you really want to just reminisce on what these wives have been up to, uh, the good, the bad, it's only bad. So it is, it's it, only bad. It yeah. isn't a stale retread, though. It's No, they, so they, they actually tried... Just them. So they, they tried this with all, like, the uh, Housewives a couple uh, months ago uh, with all these women that have but been But then they're, they're like, this doesn't work. What can we do? What? Let's tase them every 30 <laughs> minutes Let's get see all, how they handle Let's it. get all the women that have been kicked Already off the show. It. So they're very bitter. And let's just see how they interact with each other. Oh, see oh, if they like become an, friends. It's an all-loser squad. Spoilers. They they call they it Ex-Wives Club. I love that. <laughs> I originally was like so confused by it. I'm like, oh, that does make sense. It's a long name. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's really on an Peacock? immersive experience no, just Peacock. like What's yours. What's it on? What? What is it on? Um. Peacock, okay. but it will be coming to Bravo eventually. So hmm. tune in. So you'll never watch it on either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My plug is uh, for medicine. Uh, oh, there's a, a virus going around called monkeypox. I would recommend getting the vaccine. It's a vaccine. It helps prevent you from getting a terrible disease. Uh-huh. It's completely preventable. If you're listening to this podcast, you're queer and it's probably accessible to you. Go get it. <laughs> did you uh, did you once bring up meningitis on this podcast as well? You know, but I've gotten, you did, did I? Oh, uh, did I? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'm the medicine guy. Hey, medicine guy. But look, I think it's actually also kind of fun. No, at he this said point. men in gi- my <laughs> giant ass. <laughs> men in my giant ass. Get get plugged there. Uh, when you go, because right now in DC, if you want to go get the monkey pox, you can only get it if you're queer and have. You mean the vaccine, not the actual monkey pox. Yeah, yeah, You got to blow that down the virus. and you get in. Yeah. If you don't, you're out of there. Wait, right. then what did I get shot with? <laughs> <laughs> just shoot monkeys at you. But it's all it's all queer people there all the time. So it just feels like we get special medicine that they don't. Um, anyways, that's my recommendation. Go, go get plugged with, uh, with a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, with that, that's been our episode. We've been home with Superior. You can find us on Twitter at X and Instagram at Podcast. Uh, happy, happy birthday, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Bye, little homo. Bye. Bye.